Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Trade Hour, a trader's podcast. My name is David Bloomberg, and I've been your host for season one of The Traders Canada. The Trade Hour features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition show, The Traders, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows, including our winner interview that I've already done before we're even recording this podcast. Today, we're talking about The Traders Canada season finale. Now, we have a tradition here on The Trade Hour where Matthew Keeley, the usual host of the show, has had me on as the guest for every season's finale. So now we're flipping that around as I welcome back Matthew once again for the Canada finale. Hooray, I've returned from the Scottish wilderness. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) By wilderness, I mean just my house doing Survivor (laughs) podcasts with you. (laughs) I mean, it's Scotland, isn't it all wilderness? It's quite wild, yeah. It's a wild place. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, before we actually move on to the finale, we recently got some news about new Trader shows coming up. And, of course, we have the perfect person to deliver that news. First of all, we finally have an air date for The Traitors UK Season 2. The show will begin on Wednesday the 3rd of January from 9pm on BBC One and BBC iPlayer. And the following two episodes will broadcast on Thursday the 4th and Friday the 5th. This Wednesday-Thursday-Friday pattern will continue each week, presumably for four weeks, making 12 episodes. However, much like uh, last year and with Survivor on BBC right now, 
All three weekly episodes will immediately become available on the Wednesday evening after the 9pm broadcast. So you can watch each batch of three episodes every Wednesday night. It's a little frustrating as a podcaster who wants to cover the season, but uh, I'm guessing the BBC have some sort of method behind this. They're, they're and, trying to kill us. That's the message. They're <laughs> trying to kill podcasters. Yes, maybe it's uh, something to do with uh, their own new podcast, which is on its way, which I shall mention very soon. Uh, <laughs> in similar news, uh, as you spoke about already with your guest, Sam Smith, David, from Traders New Zealand on the previous episode, the Traders New Zealand season two has been officially announced. Season one host Paul Henry will be returning, and he spoke to the New Zealand Herald about it, saying very modestly, of course, our New Zealand version of the Traitors was way better than the Aussie and US versions. <laughs> the atmosphere more resembling the UK version on a fraction of the budget. Well, I, I guess the budget part's correct. Uh, yeah, Henry, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Paul Henry also claims in the article that the challenges in the new season will be on a grander scale. And applications to be a cast member are already open. The show will probably end up airing next year around the same time as it did this year, somewhere between August and October. I wanted to add, sorry, I wanted to add, I've seen a couple of different interpretations of what was said. And one said it will not be all celebrities, whereas another one said there will be no celebrities. And that is not the same thing. <laughs> and I'm not sure they know yet. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Yeah, maybe it's like you discussed with Sam that, you know, everyone in New Zealand probably knows each other. So they're, they're kind of celebrities to, to one right. another. <laughs> <laughs> so you can interpret that as you will. Some final news that I am not sure how to feel about. The BBC have announced that alongside the new UK series of The Traitors, they will also be launching an official Traitors visual podcast. The spin-off show will be called Uncloaked, presented by comedian Ed Gamble, and it will feature interviews with banished and murdered players, as well as, following in the footsteps of some international versions, Traitor Reveals, telling banished and murdered faithfuls who the traitors really are and capturing their reactions. As well as being a podcast you can find in the usual way, the show will also air on BBC Two on television, beginning on, strangely, Friday the 5th of January, so that's after the first three episodes, but then it will air after every episode moving forward. It's, it's a cool addition to The Traitors, and it suggests that the BBC are placing a big focus and big money on the show to make it as huge a hit, if not huger than the first season my naive hope is that it will simply help grow the audience who might just listen to Uncloaked and then find the trader. And my plea to listeners right now is please don't abandon us. Yes, because I have listened to a number of these official type podcasts for shows. And let's just say you don't get the full picture. It'll be cool to see the reactions and all that but you're not going to get the type of analysis you get here. And you're especially not going to get, I mean, I, I don't want to say we're ever particularly negative, but there are times when you might question that the decision that a show makes 
You're not going to get that there. They're always going to be positive and promoting it. And, 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 you know, it's official. So you have to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad you said that. Definitely. I I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll listen. I want to see what it's like, but yeah, it's, it's a a BBC production and it's being produced by um, a really big podcast company called Listen Productions. But you know there there are some things they are not going to say on that, and they're not going to want to say. Whereas on the trader, we'll we'll be honest. We'll say whatever we like. <laughs> yes, exactly. Honest is the word I was looking for. All right. Well, here we are at the finale, and before we dive into this, uh, we haven't spoken to you. Think I since I think it was episode two. That's How right. have you been enjoying it since then? Uh, I I've. I thought it was a great season. Uh, I was so looking forward to the finale and I really enjoyed the finale. I guess what I'm experiencing is, uh, and this is not the fault of the show, it's it's the fault of being a, a podcaster and a reality <laughs> TV fan. I get there's a bit of traitor's fatigue because it has followed right after Australia season two and New Zealand mm-hmm. so quickly. You know, it was difficult to get get to know everyone's names and, you know, differentiate which season I was actually watching. So it, it took me a minute to get to grips with what was unique about this version uh, and separate it from the others. But as it's gone on, especially these these last four episodes, maybe I've I've found it really exciting and I've really been theorizing about what I thought was going to happen. Mm. All right. Well, with that, let's set up the Tradar Traitor Game. And of course, this, you know, you invented it, so I don't need to explain it to you. But in case we have new listeners, which I hope we have, uh, I will explain it to them. Uh, Each of us will lie to one another during the podcast. The lie can be big or small about the traders, yourself or anything else, as long as it is a complete fabrication. However, we are looking for fake facts, not fake opinions. Like, I can't say... I wish Travon would win, uh, which, you know, you know me. So that would be kind of obvious anyway. As I've mentioned previously, any lie involving numbers needs to be something like an order of magnitude. So I can't say I have eight pages of notes for this episode. When I actually have seven, I would need to say 70 pages. Although this very example was used against me by the guest last week, and I totally missed it. I totally uh, missed it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at the end of the episode, we'll then put our trader hunting skills to the test and see if we can detect each other's lie. Matthew, are you ready to betray me? I'm so ready to betray you because we have been recording another podcast together covering Survivor UK. I keep thinking in that podcast that you're lying to me <laughs> and then having to remind myself that's a different show. So, yes, I'm, I'm excited to get back to being really dishonest (laughs) okay well the funny thing is i keep thinking of things in that podcast like oh he's gonna think this is the lie and they're like wait (laughs) no that's the wrong podcast also (laughs) so all right in that case our game begins now uh we begin with the final breakfast trevon and mike come in first uh trevon apologizes for putting mike's name down and he thinks it's donna who was the original trader and brought in mickey Mike says if he were a traitor, he would have murdered Trevon a long time ago. And I I think he also says at this point, 
I can't remember now if I if I, I may have forgotten to write it in this part of the notes. I think he also says at this point something like, I don't care what Trevon is saying. I, I you know, I'm not listening to him. So, <laughs> yeah, um, which sounds cruel, but also sounds funny. But it's also, as we'll learn, because Mike really Trevon just isn't part of Mike's plan. So, yeah, I think he knows that. Yeah, that. <sighs> I think he already knows Trevon is going to go, and so anything he says is kind of inconsequential, so yeah. he's not really bothering himself with him. Yeah. Uh, Gurleen comes in, and Trevon shares his hypothesis, but Gurleen tells us Donna is last on her list, with Trevon or Mike being the ones she thinks. Mike worries that Gurleen is too close to Leroy, and she even says that she's his ride or die, which, when I watched this the first time, this did not strike me. It really didn't hit me. Um, but, well, well, we'll talk more about that. But that's also something that uh, I discussed with Mike on the um, on the interview. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. Um, <laughs> you're listening to this now and hadn't watched already. Well, you know, um, Donna joins them and says it's hard to believe she's still there. Um, at least she's she's very honest about it at least she's not pretending that she's this really skillful she openly admits throughout the episode i think i just got here by luck but hey well done me yes yes i I mean really she's never been a threat to anyone yeah so why would uh you know why would they get rid of her um Leroy finally arrives saying he hopes nobody backstabs him. Now, this plays into what I was thinking would happen at the end in terms of Mike doing it. Um, I, you're laughing. There. I'm laughing because I noticed that exact same thing that Leroy said. I just hope mm-hmm. nobody backstabs me. I thought, um, is someone going to tell him how this game works? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Leroy, <laughs> there are people in this game and they're called traitors. And... They have this job. They they have to lie to you. <laughs> like, of course, someone's going to backstab you. You've been being backstabbed this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> well, this may be telegraphing something uh, later, but I thought mm. it was telegraphing Mike backstabbing him. Um, and uh, he also tells Donna why he thinks she's suspicious, uh, which she sort of understands, but she says, you know, it's also frustrating to her. So... Speaking of frustration, after breakfast, people separate in duos to chat. Now, you may say, how did five people separate into duos? <laughs> because they left Donna alone. Because they one just, of them has lost her mind. <laughs> yes, they just walked off and were like, see you, Donna. Um, and it's clearly getting to her. She eventually storms in frustration over to the others. And Mike is like, no, 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 don't come over here. And she's like, yes, just Mike and Gurleen just. Put me up for banishment, uh, you know, and so which I mean, she said that before. This is nothing new for her. Yeah, she um, she is going into some full on meltdown. Uh, she first seems. Yeah, she she first gets really frustrated and says, just banish me. And then mm-hmm. she's like dancing around and making weird. F- I mean, maybe she does that all the time. I don't know. But it seems like she's really the game has gotten to her and she has cracked. I mean, it's quite yeah. funny. Yeah, she's she's lost her mind. That's what I said in my note. She's strutting around weirdly. She's doing a cartwheel, talking to herself in the mirror. 
Uh, and she says, I haven't been a very good psychic medium sussing out traitors. No. Indeed, Donna, indeed. Um, meanwhile, Leroy isn't buying what Trevon is selling and tells him flat out that he believes Mike. Again, this is supporting what I thought was going to happen, what I've been saying since last episode was going to happen. Um, now, Mike tells us he's never understood Donna's strategy. Personally, I'm pretty sure that's because she never really had one. Uh, but he tells her he wants to go after Trevon, then tells Gurleene the same thing. There's just too many suspicious things with him. Uh, Leroy continues that same line of thinking and talking to Gurleen, and he also repeatedly tells her he wants to go to the end with her. And I mention that because I think this is going to be important later, just the number of times he says it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it does end up being important, but just not in the way <laughs> that we right. think. Right. Like, um, I mean, it's, yeah, in hindsight, now we can view the editing mm-hmm. very differently, but. Yeah, at this point in the episode, it seems like all eyes are on either you know, Donna or Trayvon are going to go first. It's going to end up as a final three of Mike, Gerline, and Leroy. Right. And I think even from the end of the previous episode, that's yes. kind of the indication. Uh, things just then go awry. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so Gerline asks what happens if Trevon and Donna aren't traitors. And Leroy says, then it's Mike. And as I was watching, I didn't think he actually believed it and just wasn't going to tell her to her face. And part of that is because, I mean, like you said, last episode, he was talking about, I would be surprised if Mike was a traitor. And I, you know, I really trust Mike and all that. Again, this was as I was watching the first time. Uh, Mike tells us his game plan revolves around Gerline, which surprises me. Uh, He tells her he thinks Leroy is the traitor. And says when Mickey told them he was giving them a clue, that clue was his vote against Leroy. I totally missed this last time. And I really think that Mike had to. Well, he admitted it. He twisted and stretched things to make this into the clue. Yeah, it was also quite a risky tactic of Mike to do this, because. If if everyone believed what he was saying, that that. Uh, Mickey had left a secret clue on his slate. Mm-hmm. Then Kuzi had done something similar. You know, when she she, she when she was banished, she voted for mm-hmm. Mike and put her three exclamation points right. on the slate. So I thought, if they believe you about this, Mike, they might also believe <laughs> that that logic applies to Kuzi's. I just thought it was uh, a risky tactic of him to mention this. I think it was risky. I also think, especially based on his interview. It was his only move. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you know, from his standpoint. Yeah. I, I also uh, ag- agree with uh, you. One of your former co hosts, by the way, mentioned that they should probably have rules about what they write mm-hmm. on the slates. Um, so, yeah, I, I, would agree with that as as well. I think I think they're going to have to tighten up to stop this kind of thing from happening. Yeah, because it. Yeah, it, it's just too. It, it, I don't know. Maybe they like it, though. Maybe production likes this sort of thing. I, I guess, yeah. Um, the, I, I just think it it opens itself up to people doing that, you know, 
the parting gift that yeah, it just right. opens up right. the possibility for traitors to be annoyed that they're about to be banished and kind of try and spoil the game. And and I understand that as the rules are right now, they're not breaking. There there isn't there right. to be a rule in place, so they aren't doing anything wrong. I just wonder if they'll they'll tighten down on that in future. Yes, yes, and. You know, especially looking ahead to the U.S. version, some of the people there, if they end up as traitors together and one turns on the other, and I'm not going to mention any names, but I could totally see them blowing up the other person's game just out of spite. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. But before we get to the roundtable, it's mission time and more kidnapping. And suddenly they're out in the middle of the forest with hoods on tied together. Uh, with Gerline and Leroy in one spot and Mike, Donna, and Travon in another. They need to find bags with $1,000 worth of gold in each using a compass and a rope of a specific length and a map. And they'll get a warning when Corinne is coming and they need to bring the bags to her helicopter. Uh, So they all run around looking for bags and they find some. And you know, that's really all you need to know. Uh, then a flare goes off. And so they run to the helicopter. Uh, two of them have to swim it to a chest in the lake, put their gold in it. And then the, the helicopter comes by with a hook. They hook it to it and off it goes. And so the three person team got three thousand dollars while the two person team got four thousand dollars, which tells you a little bit about some of the people on the three person team. Uh, yeah. I had some theories as I was watching this part of the episode that have now been completely disproved, but I wondered if they deliberately put Leroy and Gerline together to kind of encourage a little bit of last-minute bonding. I thought, oh, they, they want them to mm-hmm. be really close and figure it out. <laughs> of course, as it's turned out, <laughs> that yeah. didn't happen. Uh, the Yeah, I found the mission a little bit confusing. The final helicopter portion i didn't totally follow what they were supposed to be doing in the lake and and, and when they attached the harness i thought that entire raft was going to lift out of oh, the water <laughs> with with them still on it and i thought they, they could have to leap off or be flown to their deaths like i, I couldn't quite figure out what was going on there uh, but it was a uh, fine and a little bit silly in the end i don't really know what the point of it was yeah and it was long it took up a good chunk of time you know which may have been its you know main purpose with some of these uh, challenges often are i think uh so the the pot now stands the final pot as 94,500 out of a possible 100,000 which you know they lost more than 5500 so there was definitely some makeups in there which, you know, goes back to, I think, what we discussed at a, a different finale, which is, it, it, you know, it really makes some of the missions pointless if the money's going to be made up in a different mission later. Yeah, I find it quite frustrating. Yeah. Um, so after that, Leroy and Gerline talk again with both saying they trust each other again. And then Leroy again pushes that if she has any doubt, she needs to put it aside. And he just keeps pushing this. Uh, They add in that they trust Mike, too, which is interesting. Time now for the final roundtable. Gerline starts by calling out Trevon as being inconsistent, but consistent. Actually, I may have reversed those consistent, but inconsistent. 
I, it doesn't matter what order they're in. It doesn't really make make sense. <laughs> um, her her examples go all the way back to him defending Melissa B. And, you know, he acknowledges that he's always been wrong, but he's been honest in his wrongness. Well, I guess that makes it OK, then. Um, <laughs> Gerline says, if Mickey was the original traitor, it would have made sense to blackmail Trevon. He says, if anything, it would have been Gerline who was blackmailed. Uh, so, you know, OK, you know, she accuses you, you accuse her back. Uh, that's not really I was going to say that's not much of a strategy, but it is Trevon we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leroy says he's trying to understand Trevon's last two votes because he looked like a traitor because both of them were thrown at Mike instead of the traitors that were actually voted out. <laughs> Little did anyone know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mike jumps in saying he's he's had the most inconsistencies. Uh, Trevon tries defending himself, but Mike really hits back pretty hard, maybe harder than we've seen Mike hit the whole season. Yeah, uh, I, I thought so, too. Uh, Trevon says he finds it hilarious that they all talked to him previously about Donna, but none told him to his face that they were considering him. All right, Trevon, it's the finale. It's 10 episodes in. This is called strategy. You don't tell your target that you're going after them. Yeah, I remember, I think you, you spoke about this on the last episode or this or we talked about it yeah that exact idea that um if you yeah if if you think someone's a traitor you probably shouldn't really tell them you think they're a traitor right <laughs> actually i think it was when we were talking about survivor maybe but i don't know yeah well it could be either but it's true yeah you don't tell them you don't give them a heads up hey we're coming after you in the round table um, because we saw what happened with like Koozie when she heard from other people that certain others were coming after, she prepared herself and had ammunition so it wasn't like off the cuff type of yeah. thing. Um, whereas you look at how Melissa A reacted, and she actually did have time to prepare because she was the one making the allegation, and she still didn't have evidence to back herself up because she was hit back by Koozie in that situation. So yeah, it's it's all part of smart strategy um mike tells donna that he feels she's changed too she said a lot often random things previously and lately she's barely spoken uh mike says may i ask why you voted for me and donna says yeah because i was an idiot <laughs> no donna don't say that <laughs> oh, i i feel like donna is the Sarah of the season. And when I say Sarah, I, I, I'm referencing Australia season two. And although I, although I've just said, oh, she shouldn't have said that, I kind of feel like when someone is totally unpredictable and quite manic and emotional, they're probably not a traitor unless they're an amazing actor. Right. So I, I kind of feel like going in on Donna, I, I, I'm surprised that the anyone could really believe that she's actually a traitor. Right. I, I I will agree that she's like Sarah. I think she is a somewhat more self-aware Sarah. Yeah, because Sarah wouldn't have said, I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. She would never have real, you know, rec offered recognition that she was wrong. Yeah. And I just 
wanted uh, I wanted Donna to say more and maybe she did say more after that and they cut right. it but I thought okay make a joke and say yeah I was an idiot but then mm-hmm. explain oh here's what I got wrong but now here's what I've realised and she didn't seem to do that she's kind of had seemed to have just given up which yeah, is but a shame also if I'm an editor there I cut it right there because it's funnier to just leave it there yeah sure yeah so ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, all right, it's time to vote, which, you know, was pretty quick, but I guess there's really nothing else to say. Uh, Trevon votes Donna. Everyone else votes Trevon. Uh, so he is finally gone. It astonishes me when he tells us he was right there and thinking about what he was going to buy with the money because I really cannot believe he thought he was going to win after all of this like I I don't know I guess he just convinced himself I yeah I he, he could he could probably think that he would have been able to find the traitors but there's no way that he would have remained in the game. You know, there's no way that he would have gained everybody else's trust enough to not vote him right. out. So, yeah, it was kind of too late because there was so much suspicion on him from so many people for so long. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's also a question I asked in the interview, like, were Trevon and Donna doomed? And, you know, so listen to the interview for uh, some insight into that. <laughs> um. All right, he goes to the circle of truth and he proclaims nothing because Kareen tells him to be silent and that they have to trust their guts over the facts, which, by the way, is a piece of really bad advice in general. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he will not reveal what he is. So I was like, wow, a twist we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, and she says, please leave my manor immediately. And in silence. And it's like, ah, the words I've been longing to hear. Yeah, I was totally shocked at this moment. Like you said, we haven't seen this before. And I just immediately started to theorize and try and figure out, right, why are they doing this now? This seems like a last minute production decision that they've reached a point in the game and they've thought, oh, again, I I mean, I'm just speculating, Mm -hmm. but I thought, they probably decided if he reveals he's a faithful, it's too obvious. You know, it, I, I, yeah. thought that, I thought that they had engineered this because they probably wanted Mike to win. 
So and maybe I'm completely wrong. Um and it's it's also difficult for me to really comment on I, I was shocked when I watched it, but I spoke to you about this. Uh, I was sending you messages. I had kind mm-hmm. of had the the outcome ruined for me. So I was very diligent and I avoided social media all day, uh, particularly Twitter. Uh, uh, and <laughs> really right as I was about to watch the episode, because I'm in the UK, I'm not in Canada, it's not so easy to watch it straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I foolishly checked my phone to look at um a little bit of news about the new traitors uk series and check the dates so that i could tell everyone about it and a notification came up straight away from someone on instagram naming the winner Ah. you know moments before i was about to start watching it i was so annoyed and actually then after i watched the final i I immediately put my my Mm -hmm. phone down and stopped looking but even right after I finished the episode, I looked on my phone and two other people had sent me messages saying, oh, hey, what did you think? And I, I didn't see those in time, but I thought, come on, people, don't don't assume that I've seen it just because I'm on this podcast. Uh, yeah, anyway. a general, a general uh, word of advice to everyone who is listening. And of course, I know that our listeners would never do this, but you could pass this along to your friends. Uh, I it is my thought process that it is each individual's responsibility to avoid social media in times like this, as you did. But it is everyone else's responsibility not to send direct messages to people with the spoiler in there. Yeah. As a matter it's- of fact. I sent you a message and I said um, something about the interview. And I said, hey, uh, I'm going to be doing the interview with the winner. Da, 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 da. And then I realized I said winner, not winner or winners. And I retracted the message, hopefully <laughs> before you saw it, because, uh, yeah, because I didn't want to accidentally you know, spoil you that way. And that wasn't even with the name. And you might not have even noticed that. But. Uh, you know, so yeah, don't people don't send direct messages. Just, just don't send direct messages with spoilers in them. Do not assume you, the first message you send is, Hey, did you watch yet? And then you can go from there. Yeah. Especially within the first 24 hours. And yes, you you posted a video on Instagram, but you again, very diligently made it very clear there was going to be a spoiler. So I, I also saw that but had plenty of time to click away right? and nothing was ruined. So um, very annoying from some others. Yes. Anyway, back to the game. Uh, plot twist. So going, going back <laughs> to the plot twist, I was surprised by this twist because I also thought, if anything, it would help the traders. Uh, yeah. But just a few minutes before we started recording, I saw on Twitter that this twist was done on the Norway version of the show. So I guess it's not completely new. Obviously, I have not seen the norway version because i don't speak the language and i really don't like subtitles uh but uh yeah so apparently it was something you know that has been done before i don't think they would just add it in there like you said uh at the last minute i think these things are usually planned out well well as we go on in the episode there's another something else then happens that makes this even weirder but uh, you've reminded me of something that i meant to mention at the start of the podcast as uh you 
something else that happened in an international version, which I didn't know about, but one of our listeners has uh, explained in your previous episode with Sam, you were theorizing about whether anyone would ever turn down uh, oh, a yes. sort of blackmail recruitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also thought, surely no one would ever turn this down. Apparently, someone did. So Michael uh, Michael Collins has has posted a little comment on YouTube, and he says that in the Spanish traitors, someone turns down a de facto join us or die recruitment, and their game ends seconds later. So I guess it did happen. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's either crazy or you're lying, but I, I don't know which it is. But <laughs> <laughs> Hold on while I check YouTube quickly here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, I, I don't. E- I mean, I could see Quentin doing it from the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say that unless you're Quentin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, now it's time for the fire of truth, which I guess is the related to the circle of truth. You know, everything is of truth. <laughs> um, before they get there, Donna tells us, I thought it would be much easier than it has been as a psychic medium. Yeah, Donna, I wouldn't be using this show as advertising if I were you. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. As a matter of fact, nobody who proclaims themselves a psychic who has been on a version should ever use it as advertising. And those of us who know that psychic power doesn't actually exist should use it uh, because it is it is you know very good for that purpose. I, anyway. How dare you? I am psychic and I will go on the show and prove you wrong okay you do that yes yes <laughs> i can't wait i want to podcast that um uh so she says i made the entire season whether it was dumb luck or not and so this gets back to what you were saying earlier yeah um so each of the finalists is getting ready for the fire pit i continue to be surprised that mike says it has to be him and Gerline at the end because it's like out of nowhere, you know, episode nine was him and Leroy. Episode 10 is him and Gurley. As with previous fire pits, they can choose to end the game or banish again. They have pouches with powdery material in it, and each will dump it in the fire rather than having the host toss it in like in other versions. Yes, I noticed this too. They're allowed to pour their own pouch in the fire. Hooray. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, what Corinne was we- wearing, Corinne <laughs> yeah, was wearing. Probably would have gone like, up in flames. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it was it was poofy and it looked highly flammable. So. That's true. Yeah, I never thought of that. Um, so, yes, red, of course, means banish again. Green means end the game. Uh, not surprisingly, they all choose banish again. And let's just cut to it. They all vote out Donna, which I typed into my notes before it even happened. Yeah. Uh, and then Donna voted Mike. Um, so Donna goes out. She tells them she's a faithful, which surprises me. Me too. Um, this is this is what confused me. And this is yeah. what made me more confused about the twist at the banishment room. So I thought, why was Trayvon not allowed to, reveal his status but now donna is i just thought why are they doing it in this order if if they're going to pull the you're not allowed to tell rule uh-huh. it should be it should be here surely this is the place do it at the do it at the fire of truth when the tension's at its highest and the stakes so i, I don't understand the order of being allowed to reveal i guess they just wanted now. to throw a wrench into the works the person who posted on twitter said that in the norway version it was at the final five and four 
Okay. So they were more consistent, apparently. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you put it at the final five and four, it weights it even more heavily towards the traders. I think in this case, it doesn't really matter because, like you said, I don't know that anyone really thought either of them were traders anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think they were hoping, but I, I don't think they really believed it. I think um, they believed that Trayvon was a traitor, or I think Erlene believed that he was. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it's possible. Um, all right, so it's time to choose a pouch again, and with no apparent discussion beforehand, all three once again choose to banish. It all comes down to this, and I'm sitting here thinking, "Come on, Mike! Come on, Mike! Come on, Mike!" Uh, Leroy votes Mike, saying he thinks he can trust Gurleen. So much for my theory last week that Mike had had pocketed him. Uh, Mike gives a speech about Mickey's clue and says that's why he's voting Leroy. And all I'm thinking is, why are you bothering with a speech? There's no more voting after this. It is literally meaningless. Gurleen has already written it. I would imagine that production wanted the drama and the explanation. Yeah, definitely. Because when Gurleen vote she gives a speech too and there's literally no one after her so uh, yeah it must just be production saying you have to explain it more yeah um so yes there is a commercial break before girlene and then she says she believes she can feel people's hearts because she gives so much of her own and she almost went with her heart alone instead of her mind you almost had me and then she votes for Leroy. Uh, I, I, I mean, I could believe it because I knew what was going to happen. Because again, right. I, I essentially had it ruined. But I, I can't understand what happened to make her switch. Okay, so, so first, um, let me just say, Mike wins. Mike wins. <laughs> Hooray! Well done, yes. Mike. Uh, now he wasn't allowed to celebrate yet. He had to. He had to stand there uh, because Leroy reveals he's a faithful. Yeah. Gurleen immediately realizes she's screwed yeah. um, and feels terrible about depriving Leroy. I mean, she still, just, she still could she could cling on to the hope that Mike is also yes. faithful and that Trayvon was right. the traitor. So That's there's true. there's a glimmer of hope for her, but I, but I don't think yeah. she believes it. Yeah, Mike doesn't say anything. And I, I know he was supposed to stay straight-faced. I would have been jumping up and down. I don't think I could have held it in. Um, but uh, when I asked him about that in the uh, in the interview, he said, well, I'm used to doing I'm performing. I'm a magician. I, you know, I can't give away when I'm doing certain things. So yeah. uh, Kareen says the game has ended. Uh, Gurleen, of course, reveals she's a faithful as she says she'll carry the guilt for banishing Leroy for a long time. Mike says he came there with nothing but good intentions met some amazing people, and played this game with an open heart and mind. Pause. I am, pause, a traitor. Uh, so, yes, uh, Gurleen tells us she got played and gave away almost $100,000 and took almost 50000 from a man who deserved it. Now, no offense to Leroy. Leroy seems like a very nice guy. But did he deserve it? Or did Mike deserve it for playing an awesome game? Yeah, that's it's one of the big questions at the end of these shows. 
and it's something that I've talked about before in the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just so, and I found myself doing it I, when I was watching it, being kind of being annoyed at Mike and going, oh man, oh, traitor got them. And then I have to remind myself, he's a contestant like anyone else. He's not a yes. bad person. Right. Just, just because he is given the name traitor doesn't mean he's a he's a bad guy. And I had to really actively remind myself, he d- he deserved to win. Like he played the game. He, he it was probably ten times more difficult for him to have to do mm-hmm. this. So I can't. You can't be mad at the traitor and then say, "Oh, those poor faithfuls. They deserved it." No one deserves it any more right. than anyone else. Right. Right. Uh, now Mike does say he feels like he betrayed a lot of people and tells Gerline he was an original. Uh, and she says, "You truly are a magician." Uh, Kareen sends Gerline away and congratulates Mike and he can finally celebrate. Um, so again, congratulations, Magic Mike. Hooray. Mike says a wise person told him this game is about manipulation, deception and misdirection. I don't remember who that wise person was. I, I, I was it was it Kareen? Was it Koozie? Was it himself? I, I really do not remember. It was me. It was you. Oh, OK. <laughs> I sent him a message. Beforehand, no, I didn't. Beforehand, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, I actually, you know, got an outcome predicted somewhat right. I, 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 I was right that Mike would win it. I was wrong about how he'd get there, thanks to <laughs> misdirection of episode nine. Um, and here's what I'm thinking, and this is why I emphasized this because I think the show emphasized it too. Leroy just kept repeatedly insisting he wanted to go to the end with her. And I feel like maybe that made her wonder that he wasn't pushing a little too hard because I noticed it on my a little bit on my initial watch. And then especially on my rewatch, he kept saying, you have to trust me. Uh, Do you trust me? Tell me that you trust me. And it was all very forceful. And it. You know, I know from his point of view, he was probably like, no, I need her to trust me so we can get to the end together. From her point of view, when she said she stopped listening to her heart and started listening to her mind, her mind may have overanalyzed this a little bit and been like, why does he keep telling me that? There's a, you know, me thinks he doth protest too much. Yeah. Um, So I. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, I I do think that's part of it. And I think that Mike also, you know, just emphasizing the stuff about Leroy at the end, you know, and again, you know, not to keep plugging the interview, but I'm going to keep plugging the interview. Uh, You know, Mike has more to say about that topic as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense. What you said about Leroy. Yeah. Going on about how she really has to trust him and they've got maybe it was just a bit too much. It would be really interesting to speak to Gerline and ask her mm-hmm. what was it that made you change yeah. that at that fire. Um, and I, I, I really did feel bad for it actually. You know, I was, I was mad and I couldn't believe she did it. But you know, when she was crying, I, I did feel bad. I thought, oh, she when she says she's going to feel guilty for a long time, she, I think she really means it. So yeah, because it's uh, not. I mean it. <laughs> Really, it is true. She did cost Leroy fifty thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, it's not just that she lost the money herself. You know, she. You know, but then anybody who votes anybody out costs them the money. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, I just think it's because she was so close to him 
uh, by the end there that she really, you know, really felt it. But, but yeah, there we are. I don't know. Do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up the season? My final thought is I'm annoyed at my, at my wrong prediction. So my prediction was that the faithful would win. And I, and I, at the end of episode nine, I thought we would get down to a final three of Leroy, Gurleen and Mike, and that they would figure out that there was still a traitor and they would figure out it was Mike. And I was, mm-hmm. I was almost right. Gurleen just switched on me at the last minute and ruined my prediction. Uh, so <laughs> she should feel guilty about that too. Exactly. She should feel guilty about letting me down. Yes. Uh, yes. So... Forget Leroy. It's about <laughs> you down. Yes. So from from my uh, game playing mind, I, I like to win things too. I'm I'm annoyed that my prediction didn't come to fruition. <laughs> well, and I'm happy that you know I'm going to consider it a win, uh, even though it didn't quite happen like I thought. It was it was close enough, you know. Yeah. I'm going to consider it a win. You did. You said Mike could win, and he did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we fully finish up here, I want to let everyone know about more great stuff we have here on the Tradar podcast, uh, both coming up and posted in recent days. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we will have the interview with winner Mike uh, should be posted right about the same time this is. So uh, there you go. As soon as you're done here, quick switch to that. Uh, I would I would say or you could be a rebel and listen to that first. But if you've already made it to this point of the podcast, it's too late (laughs) to do that. And we're working on some interviews with other players as well. Uh, We also posted the sixth in our special series as the two of us are covering Survivor UK here. It's not the traders, but it is a strategic social game where you stab people in the back and take away their ability to win a hundred thousand pounds. Now, Matthew, of course, has never seen Survivor. I have covered the show in its many forms for 23 years. So we're looking at it through those different viewpoints. Uh, Plus, of course, Matthew is in the UK, so he fills in the details. I might not know like what a holly bob is. (laughs) Um, The the one that we posted a couple days ago covers episodes 11 and 12, and things really started heating up uh, strategy wise. Yes. Uh, So those podcasts will continue for a few more weeks, even though we don't have any more episodes of the traders left for now. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now it is time to finish the Tradar Traitor game. Matthew, did you lie to me? Yes, I lied to you. Okay, well, I lied to you as well. Let me try <laughs> to guess yours first. Okay. So I'm not going to go with the one that I brought up in the podcast itself. I think your lie is that only that first person messaged you. I don't think there were other messages as well. I think it was just that first person, and I know who it is, but I, I won't say their name. Um, but... Uh, um that was a lie you're right i'm so annoyed <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> thought i had you thought i yeah. slipped it in so naturally you did and then as i started thinking about it again i was like huh huh wait a minute here i wonder about that so yeah luckily i Luckily, most people did not send me messages and ruin the winner. Yes, 
just one silly comment on social media that I was annoyed at, but hey. Yes, but it still, you know, led led to me giving a rant to people about that. So it still <laughs> was beneficial. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you know what my lie was? I have one guess, and I think it's okay. far too obvious to be the lie. You referenced it twice, something that happened in Traitors Norway that they also did what they did with Trayvon and they somebody wasn't allowed to reveal their status. Is that it? That is the truth. But you <laughs> want to know what the really funny part is? <clears throat> I was thinking, what am I going to put as my lie? What if I just said that this happened in a non-English speaking version and the only one I could think of was Norway? So I was going to put that in. And then I came up with my actual lie instead, so I didn't. And then I got this message on Twitter that said they did it in Norway. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I had made that as the lie, I would have accidentally been telling the truth. So what was your lie? My lie was a little one. When I talked about Donna going a bit crazy, I said she strutted around, did a cartwheel and talked to herself in the mirror. Oh, she didn't. Do she a never wheel. did a cartwheel that we saw. That was Christopher <sighs> on Survivor UK. Of course, it was. I, <laughs> I just mixed up the two crazy people. I, <laughs> I thought. Oh, I remember her talking in the mirror, and I thought, oh, I guess yeah, she probably did a cartwheel, and I just blinked and missed it. Okay. Yes, that's what I figured <sighs> you would say. So that's why I did that. And plus, like I said, I knew that you had seen Christopher do it on Survivor UK. So. Oh, how annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i going to claim it's because I've not been doing this particular podcast for so long. Okay. I'm, I'm out of the habit of lying. You've been lying for 10 episodes straight. Yeah, but I also picked <laughs> off yours the first time that we podcasted together. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't like losing. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> we could blame Gurleen for that, too. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, there we have it. The Traders Canada finale. If you want to reach out to let me know what you think, I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. I podcast about U.S. Survivor on the Rob Has Podcast Network with the name of the show being Why Blank Lost. You can find all my various accounts for social media through my Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE in Linktree. Or you can find me on most text-based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky is at David Bloomberg. And on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, I am at David Bloomberg TV. Speaking of TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, I have been posting three to four, yesterday five, uh, reality TV short videos on all those sites every day. Uh, right now, they have been a mix of U.S. Survivors, Survivor UK, The Traders Canada, of course, uh, Squid Game, and house of villains so you've got a good mix we do have uh you know i had my congratulatory uh video that you mentioned to mike where i got dressed up and used props and uh, <laughs> mike was very amused by that um and uh then there will be a few more of those before you know we uh we we uh run out of things to uh, post there about that also everyone should make sure to check out the accounts for this podcast overall uh, which, you know, normally you say, but I'm so used to saying it for this one. Uh, you know, you go ahead. You could take over from here for this. <laughs> to follow the Trader podcast on Instagram, we're at the Trader podcast. It's the same on YouTube at the Trader podcast 
or on Twitter or X at the Trader Pod. And you can email me at the Trader Podcast at gmail.com. And I never usually mention it, but hey, it's the final episode. You could follow me on social media. Yeah. Uh, so I'm on Instagram and X at Matthew J. Keeley. Yes. And also, anyone who would like to uh, help support the costs of publishing this podcast, you could drop Matthew a few bucks uh, at coffee.com. That's ko fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. We will be back next week to discuss two more episodes of Survivor UK. Plus, like I said, watch for those interviews. Uh, I hope you tune in for that and feel free to reach out to us through social media in the meantime. Until the next edition of The Traders, if you don't, you know, watch Survivor UK, which you should and listen to us. But if you don't, then until those interviews and the next editions, bye for now. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.